0: There it goes. Lucid Dreaming Formula 12.4.6. Yes, this is gonna include some things about lucid dreaming, I'm sure, hold on, and it'll be coming straight away. So straight, it might knock you over. So the first thing about lucid dreaming is, what is it? Well, lucid, Shares a root with the word light. So it's shining light on something, right? So that we can see. So really lucid dreaming is seeing that you're dreaming. Knowing that you're dreaming. Usually seeing is associated with perceiving. And therefore knowing. Because sight is usually, for many people who have sight, we're so lucky that we do. That's one of the first things that we perceive through as babies, I think, first with uh, hearing in the womb and such. I think I even saw some neuroscience news about that. So, the lucid dreaming is uh, also a very natural extension of something that we normally do. And that is creating using our creative imagination, along with synthetic imagination, which is interesting because, you know, those two terms I first uh, came across uh, through the book Think and Grow Rich, Napoleon Hill, synthetic imagination and creative imagination. Now, lucid dreaming is, as I was saying, uh, being aware that you're dreaming, knowing ultimately that you're dreaming. Now, to just add some flavor to the the discussion about lucid dreaming, I'm going to uh, attach a word on before the word lucid dreaming, and then define it as something different than lucid dreaming. As it's on its own. And so that is super lucid dreaming. Ta da! So creative, right? Well, it's not the first uh, use of the term by me, of course. Uh, there was a person who claimed to be a shaman that I saw on Facebook who talked a lot about dream walking and whatnot. And it was some years ago. I don't remember exactly what her name was, but I'm sure that I can dig up some screenshots from somewhere. And so I'll do that research at some point in time to find out. But her presence has, well, I haven't seen much of it anywhere at all. Um, I used to do my best to interact with uh, the accounts because, you know, it was one of the only, um, one of the only which you know interactions or any anything any discussions that i had really seen publicly anywhere about lucid dreaming and it's a, an experience that i have that is not shared by a lot of people or at least not so enthusiastically so it uh it became you know something of a of a fan obsession to find out that somebody else did that uh, but I've recently come across a lot more as I started doing more research into lucid dreaming uh, from uh, several different um, online uh, online entities, I should say, um, because, you know, I, I've never really, I don't know if I've interacted with any actual human being in these automated emails which is pretty cool. I wonder if I could, because the the ones that these came were were just saying, hey, this is going to be a course that you're going to get. And it was a very personable uh, course, introduction to emails, and it went through a lucid dreaming course. Again, I don't recall what this one was. I just remember that it was, um, I thought it was pretty cool um, because it, uh, it was giving a lucid dreaming course. And You know, I breezed through it because I'm kind of a know-it-all. I think I knew everything that was in there, so I didn't really give it the fullest attention because I'm, you know, a pretty chronic lucid dreamer already as it is. I don't need much guidance for it. I just do it. So I I, I think I skimmed it for some details, but I didn't uh, pay that much attention to the name. So I'll have to research and dig that up as well if you care to know it. Um... But it was yeah, that was their whole thing it was just um uh teaching lucid dreaming courses, so I thought that was fascinating as well, so lucid dreaming and then super lucid dreaming the so this designation of of super lucid dreaming as it as I'm defining it separately from lucid dreaming is. is as such. And that's... um And it's that you not only are aware of the fact that you're dreaming, but you control the dreaming. So it's no longer just something that you are witnessing. It's something that you are an active creator of. And this is a very, very wonderful aspect of lucid dreaming. And to cut to the chase on the experiences, I've had experiences of the superpowers of Thor, for example, and the Incredible Hulk and, and Iron Man, of all, uh, Black Panther and all of the different Avengers in the lucid dreaming state. I mean, experienced the most amazing flight and strength and, and all of these different so-called powers, right? Superpowers from lucid dreaming. And that is... An incredible, incredible, uh, you know, experience to encounter is to be able to to tap into this resource of mind that allows you to explore things that are indistinguishable from your waking reality, but that are phenomenal in what they represent to the psyche and the abilities that we have as mere mortals and human beings to be able to have these experiences. Hello, Ms. Del Ovalle.
1: Hey, I like that word mortals.
0: That's an awesome word well is because it sounds like morsels when i when I, it, I I like the word morsels because it reminds me of uh for some reason of some really juicy cat food that looks delicious, but I wouldn't
1: you need it <laughs> because it's cat
0: food right never yeah i've never I've never desired to eat cat food I've, I've seen cat food that looked delicious. It was <clears throat> delicious, but it didn't mean that I wanted to eat the cat food. Welcome to the the room. Wait, why is this mirror blocking my? How, how do you say that?
1: Blocking blocking is it your. Oof?
0: Oof oof. and Joe. Oofre. 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 Okay, it could be over like you know, like Carve. Or it could be oof. Gotta yeah, come up and let me know how to pronounce it. Right, yeah, please. Somebody, please somebody please drop a phonetic in the in the chat. <laughs> um, so, uh, so the lucid dreaming. So the first thing is we have two layers, Sarah. We have we have what's called lucid dreaming, which is the ability to realize that you're dreaming. Okay? Uh-huh. But then there's something else. Called super lucid dreaming, and I didn't come up with this term. But there was a woman on Facebook, and I don't remember her name right now. But she claimed to be a dreamwalker and a native uh, shaman, and oh. uh, and so that's where I got the term. And we're, and it's distinguished from lucid dreaming uh, by the fact that lucid dreaming is is merely witnessing and knowing that you're dreaming, whereas super lucid dreaming is taking part in. <laughs> or in whole of the creation of the dream experience. And it's indistinguishable from your waking reality, except the fact that you're able to do fantastic things like fly and have superpowers and things like that. Right. Mm-hmm. So now how do we, how do we tap into this ability to lose? So have you ever had any lucid dreams? Sarah?
1: Um, Um, I'm not sure, like, um, all my dreams, I never know that that I'm dreaming, really. It always feels real.
0: Okay, so, all right, okay, I got that, because that's, I mean, that's the typical experience that most people have, is they, they don't know that they're dreaming, and so maybe it doesn't feel significant, or does it feel significant? Like, do you you know, does it feel like something that you do you when you have dreams? Do they have like fantastic things, or, or are you having mundane dreams? Do you even remember your dreams at all? I guess you know would be my main I'm,
1: question. I I basically have scary dreams. <laughs> okay. Yeah, sometimes
0: it,
1: sometimes it sometimes it kind of just goes like um, it could I could be dreaming something and then. The next thing I know, like if it could be the next day or a few days later, that it's kind of like it becomes like what is it called? Deja vu? It feels like a deja vu moment. Okay. And it kind Are of makes me.
0: Tell me that you're living a nightmare life, and so things that you're dreaming nightmares come to life, and you have deja vu about it.
1: Not all, not all dreams, just okay. um, some of them that I guess had meaning. <laughs> Right. That it was kind of like a, a a what is it called like a sign, oh my God. or an
0: omen? Maybe some people call it.
1: Yes, there we go.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. And in these, so yeah, I mean, so one of the aspects that a lot of people report with lucid dreaming. Uh, and dreaming in general are different things that would also be considered superpowers on a Professor X type of level, you know, Jean Grey they're more mm-hmm. telekinetic and telepathic and psychic, so there's clairvoyance involved lots of things dealing with the mind of course, because dreams seem to occur in the mind right? yes
1: good morning, Mike never mind. <laughs>
0: I don't say it. So, uh, uber says, "Sounds like they're letting their subconscious take over, not in control." Hmm. So, so the it, it's possible, you know. Who knows what's controlling what here?
1: Yeah,
0: I have I have no clue what's going on,
1: sir. Hmm. How do you say your name? <laughs> I wanna say it correctly if you know if I point it to you. <laughs> I'm start, I'm just gonna call you O. It's
0: not that's not that's not a bad call.
1: <laughs> See?
0: That's a good call. That's yeah.
1: That. I mean, you have two um, O's on both on both sides of the name, so I'm just gonna call no, you O.
0: Isn't one a zero? Oover. <gasps> yeah, UV.
1: Oh my god!
0: Uver over like Hoover? Like Hoover, but Oover. Oover, okay.
1: You ever seen Wally?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, I've seen Wally a long uh quite a yes, I have. What so
1: you know how he says Eve Eva <laughs> Okay, I guess. So, yeah, Eva,
0: like Uva. Okay. <laughs> We'll see. uh, Maybe the future will teach us. So some techniques for lucid dreaming. Do do you know any techniques for lucid dreaming? But probably, I'm guessing, uh, well, I don't know. You tell me. Have you ever tried to practice lucid dreaming somehow? No. (laughs) No?
1: No. I've always wanted to try. I've always wanted to try before because it's like, I think it's kind of like, Lucid dreaming, you know, it's like you said, you know, when you're asleep or when you're, you know, it's not.
0: Uh, well, you're not I'm unconscious. Like, yeah. I know that it's a separate experience from the life that I'm living now speaking to you. You know, I know that it's like a completely different reality for all intents and purposes. So, you know, there was a TV show called Quantum Leap. You ever seen it? Yes. And so, you know, this guy, I think his name, is the actor was Scott Bakula or something like that. I don't remember.
1: I don't remember either. Wrong.
0: Somebody tell me if I'm wrong. And uh, so anyway, he, he would always just end up in these new places and, and he would say, oh boy. So he was transporting around in time and space. So he was ending up in different locations as well as different times, different years. And, you know, there was always some, some kind of wrong he had to right. You know, and some moral of the story there. And then he would be transported to something else. And at the end of the show is, Oh boy, because he'd be somewhere else. Right. <laughs> and so this is what it feels like as a lucid dreamer. It's a whole bunch of these, old boy moments. Like, okay, where am I now? And yeah. sometimes I'm able to take them really, really far and explore these environments that are incredible. I mean, I've seen some of the most incredible things in my dream states. Some white, incredible things. That it's how is the mind doing this? It's creating a completely new environment that's stable, just like you know, it's, a comp- it's a new earth. It's a new. It's a completely new realm. It's a fantastic experience. So. And then, and then the fact that you can conjure up all of the superpowers—that's also wonderful. So, have you? I mean, I so know. besides the fact that you've had some uh, nightmares, uh, oh. Sarah, oh. what about? Do you remember having good dreams?
1: Um, I had a couple. I do remember a couple of them. Yeah. And.
0: um. Anything you'd like to, or, are okay with sharing?
1: Yeah, I don't like sharing. 'Cause this one was freaking
0: awesome. <laughs> okay. Well, that's it's good to hear about awesome
1: dreams. So, okay. You remember when I told you, um, everybody down here, I know you I haven't said anything about this to you guys, but Mr. Hack um I'm sorry. But do you remember when I was talking to you about <laughs> when my brother told me I was putting him like a cat?
0: Uh-huh.
1: So, (laughs) some time ago, I remembered what I was thinking of, and Mm -hmm. it was, like, the awesomest thing freaking ever.
0: (laughs) And what is it?
1: I was thinking, like, okay, I don't like having so many cats around me. I'm not one of those cat ladies kind of person, but in my dream, I was the main cat lady. Cat. And I was... (laughs) and all the cats were literally like they were it was it was um they were all set up a certain way like color toned and alphabeticalized and all that stuff but it was just the whole point that all these cats were mine and they did everything everything a human did or a human would do
0: okay, so they so were
1: basically like cat cat people
0: Basically, in other words. You had a dream that you... And were you interacting with these cat people?
1: Yes. I was the cat boss.
0: Okay. (laughs) (laughs) The cat boss.
1: I I was the boss lady cat. There we go. (laughs) (laughs) Nah, for real, though. It was pretty awesome. Like, let me tell you, it's just... Anything you had, anything they were asked to do, um, you know, just anything, anything in the world. It doesn't matter what. There's no task too small for these mu- for these little things. <laughs> oh, no for
0: these- too small. You took it yes. so huh? No task
1: too small. No task too big. They did anything and everything they can think of.
0: Okay, so this sounds like you had basically like the equivalent of a bunch of elves, right? Uh, and and they were cats. And <laughs> uh oh says or how do you say ouvre, right how did you say
1: Uwe. Uwe. Uwe.
0: we, we, we how, how quickly how quickly we've forgotten how, how quickly Uwe. we've forgotten our own decision where he says he says love it big energy big cat Uwe. energy <laughs> <laughs> or wait a minute that might be something else <laughs>
1: Think about it though. Think about this. Just think about this. You have, if okay, you have your favorite animal, but they're people. But they're still cat. They're just they're, they're your favorite animal. That's all you see. You don't see people. You see your favorite animal sitting right in front of you, but millions and millions of thousands, however many, of them right in front of you, ready to do. You <laughs> ask them to do. from
0: from millions to thousands.
1: I kind of went downsized. But, <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> That's a lot of cats. Or a lot
0: yeah. of your favorite animal,
1: right? Yeah. I mean, I could have so. thought of panda cats, but I just thought of cats at the time.
0: Okay. But then, like, I, I went to my, my brother
1: thinking that he was a cat. <laughs> yeah, that, mean, made that made sense. That made sense. I started petting his head, calling him a kitty.
0: Well, I mean, dreams do work this way. So there's, there's all kinds of experiences in dreams, oh my and, God. and that's what I'm saying. It's not. I'm not. Uh, I'm not. I'm not displeased with it. So let me let me carry on with a, a lucid dreaming formula since. You you you've offered me some wonderful anecdotes, but let me uh, now um, <laughs> okay. let me uh, now uh, entice you with with some some magical treatments that will okay. get you into a lucid dreaming state. Okay, coolness. Okay? All right, a so, right on ahead. Stage is so, yours. So this is a really advanced practice, but if you follow it you'll get some really interesting results. That's all. And the first step is to recognize that it's going to be an exercise. It's not going to be a very strenuous one, but it's also advanced, and so it's not for everyone. Not everyone will be able to do this practice and I do not recommend that everybody does this practice, even though the first step is breathing meditation. Some of these things should not be practiced while you are sitting down, for example, right? I mean, while you're standing up, you should be sitting down. Wow, how backwards we can get things when we're spacing out. Or distracted, so you want to be sitting down or lying down when you practice certain breathing meditations. And not all breathing meditations should be practiced by all people. You know, the, the breathing meditation can change your heart rate, it can make it either faster or slower, it can cause dizziness, and a lot of other things. So The first types of breathing meditation are simple enough and they are paying attention to your breathing, moving in and out, and maybe even saying to yourself or out loud, breathing in when you breathe in and saying breathing out when you breathe out. Very simple, but but difficult. That's even an advanced practice in itself. The next part of that is then controlling your breath which means you decide when you're gonna stop breathing in, if it's gonna be at the capacity of your lungs, how, how much can you fill them, and how much you're gonna exhale, or if you're gonna let it go completely by itself and just monitor it. Um, you can control the speed of your breath. So there's so many different things that you can do, um, and it's all up to you. The, the main thing is to be, just start off slowly and do things safely. But now, how does this tie into lucid dreaming? So, it's because in controlling your breath, you're going to be in a relaxed state and exploring an environment that is familiar to you using your imagination. So, it means that For one, you're not going to cut off any of your other senses except for vision. Vision seems to be such a primary one. And this is for, of course, people who have vision. Um, And this is also why this part of it um, can also be extended by imagination of guided imagery or guided meditation and you can allow your imagination to flow with the guidance and one of the things that you're going to explore as I said is a familiar environment what I mean is a familiar physical environment so this could be a home space like a living room in your home or it could be your entire home it could be a workspace or your entire work building wherever your work is or your school room or the entire school house or school building or university or whatever it is or it could be a route to and from home or to and from school um, or to work from school or to school from home or whatever route, but it's a familiar physical environment. And what you do is, when you continue to get yourself into a relaxed state, you then eventually, and do this by working with your breathing meditation, and also to be able to control your emotions, which is another um, advanced practice, which will be covered in just a little bit, if necessary, but is to then explore this environment in your mind's eye, ears, nose, however you guide yourself around. If you're like Daredevil and you send out sonar, however it is that you find yourself around your environment. Maybe you imagine yourself with your caretaker or your, uh, your um, what do they call them? Um, service uh, companion or service animals, right? so that whatever way you get around your yeah. your environment and so now um but now let me take this back to a more generalized uh, the, the general population is what you're doing is you're from where you're sitting or lying down in whatever dwelling or whatever space you happen to be in let's just uh, start with say a living room for example what you do in your mind's eyes you see yourself getting up from right where you are and exploring the entire space by moving around in the space. And I say moving around very specifically because quite often people are usually floating or levitating or hovering through the space because we usually don't even look down at our legs or feet. And so how are we moving around otherwise? And sometimes even when we do look down at our feet in this meditation or imaginary space, we seldom see them. Or at least that's what's reported, especially in a dreaming state for a lot of people. They don't really notice their feet. And also another aspect is that we tend to also, uh, to tend to have a ephemeral, um, dematerialized quality about us because we can go through doors or go through different furniture and things like that without a problem. And so we are also interacting with our environment differently in these imaginative spaces even just closing our eyes and thinking about moving around in different spaces and so this practice of moving around in a space just like a living room for example where you could trace it out going through your whole whole home going around the whole first level and that's all there is you know and ending up back where you are and the exercise always completes this self-hypnosis exercise this s-h-e Right, this meditation always um, culminates with you sitting or lying back down where you began. What was that, Sarah?
1: I just realized you spelled out she.
0: Yes, S-H-E, she. So, let's see. O says, speaking of moving around, did you move into a washing machine? Hmm. Interesting.
1: The background noise.
0: Uh, do I have a lot of background noise?
1: It just sounds like white noise to me. Like, that's not the thing.
0: Oh. That's interesting. Yeah, there's some air blowing here. I wonder what I can do to change that. Hmm. This is a really sensitive microphone. I know what I'll do. I will swap out the microphone completely. I believe that this will be a solution so that being said I'm going to swap out the microphone and we'll see if this works alright, hold please Sarah, hold yes. the floor. Okay. Charm us.
1: Okay. What, what, okay. Um <laughs> uh. Oh, okay. So he said that the noise was... no. no to do it. The noise overpowered a lot of what you were saying. <laughs>
0: Alright.
1: <clears throat> so... Lucid
0: dreaming. Um, hey, hey, hey. This is, this is not your wheelhouse. You don't have to talk about lucid dreaming. Whoa. Um, something else. <laughs>
1: Where'd he go? where go? Meow. <laughs> <I'm not> <laughs> <But> <laughs> that dream still gets me. The dream still gets me. <laughs> Look, I'm just gonna i t- I'm just gonna um attempt to say this to like, since you know yeah. All right. Hey, hey. How you doing?
0: How you doing? Good. So um, what did I miss? No,
1: nah, I said <laughs> I was uh, thinking about the dream that I was telling you about, and then I said meow, and then he said meow, but then I was about to say like since you know we haven't had confirmation that that was his. That's how you say his name. I'm guessing that's how you say his name, but I'm still gonna go with O.
0: Okay, so check this out. Um, how is the noise now? The background yeah, yeah. noise.
1: Oh, there's no background noise. Really? Wait, oh.
0: Really? So now all of a sudden it's better. Mm. Mm-hmm. A difference in the microphones. All right. Well, thank you for joining us.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Welcome, everyone. To my two drones and Uber. How, how did uh, Wally say, Eva, Uber, Uber?
1: I just say, oh.
0: Oh, meow. Um...
1: Because I me so,
0: out, so he sent me out too. <laughs> so here's the thing. Here's, here's lucid dreaming formula in a nutshell. Imagine going through a familiar space in your imagination from a starting point of where you're sitting or lying down with your eyes closed, practicing breathing meditation to get yourself in a relaxed state. So you lie down or sit down in a comfortable space where you feel comfortable and safe to close your eyes and meditate. You do some breathing meditation, which is just simply controlling your breath, how deep it goes in, how fast it moves, whether you hold it in or not, or hold it out, to get yourself into a relaxed state. Then from there, you let your breathing go back to its normal pace taken over by your autonomic functions or your subconscious mind, if you will, and then you imagine yourself with your eyes closed getting up from where you're sitting or lying down and moving around the space as far away as you'd like to and coming back to where you are and when you finally make your way around and sit back into your body that's when you open your eyes physically and come back into the environment physically now along the way in this practice there are a lot of things that you'll notice you'll notice that you're floating flying levitating hovering Or anything like that and that you might not actually even be using your legs the other things that you'll notice is that you might have a dematerialized nature to you because you will not interact with your physical environment the same meaning you might walk through solid objects or things that would seem to be solid objects before in your waking or non-meditating world so and then uh, you also can see things in different ways Uh, But there, some people have reported uh, limited capacities as well, such as not being able to read things or see numbers, for example, or, you know, so many other types of restrictions. So, these are just a few of those things that have been reported by, uh, meditators and lucid dreamers. I and mean, then anybody who uses the mind to hallucinate things, either at will or at least a, a generalized willing of a hallucination, you know, it's a very specific thing, lucid dreaming. Uh, and you're welcome. Uh, two minutes ago, it looks like O said, thank you for sharing. I don't know what specifically, um, but you're welcome. I don't... Do you Sarah, yes. Does any of this lucid dreaming business sound at all appealing or interesting to you in any way?
1: Yes, because it actually is. It, um, it actually would help trying to um, make it work. I was trying to make it work <laughs> for real. I was doing the breeding and everything. Well,
0: you know something that you mentioned earlier about nightmares is that uh lucid practicing how to lucid dream actually can help alleviate alleviate night nightmares
1: well then i'm down to
0: because (laughs) because when you gain more control of your dreaming state uh one of the things that happens is the ability to go ahead and uh, control them their dreams and uh what are nightmares but dreams gone wrong
1: what dream gone wrong? Yeah, that's true, that's true. I just, I had a moment.
0: <laughs> well, dreams gone wrong? Gone wrong dreams. Yeah, that sucks. That sucks if a dream goes wrong. Yeah. It's the story right. of my life though.
1: The story of my life.
0: I, I knew you were going to sing long. that shit. I heard it. <laughs> I heard it. I heard it in my mind. I felt it in my bones.
1: You felt it in your bones? Chilling. I
0: was chilling right there. Waiting. My freakazoid.
1: The stage is yours.
0: So, That was the lucid dreaming formula though, Sarah, That that, um, that's pretty much it, is if you can imagine yourself moving around a familiar environment and you practice that as often as you have time to, the more often you practice it, the sooner you'll get the benefits of being able to lucid dream, because there's a similar quality to imagination and dreaming, but there's a huge distinction in the feeling, but you can practice, and there are some very deep metaphysical reasons why one would want to practice. For example, learning how to lucid dream. If you follow some Tibetan traditions of spirituality, it is said that learning to lucid dream is learning to navigate the nether worlds so or the underworld of the land of the spirits and of the dead. So uh, when you practice lucid dreaming and you go into this place called the Bardo, which is like a um, a purgatory or an in-between before people become reincarnated, this practice of being able to lucid dream is helping you to learn how to navigate in this other spiritual realm. And so also is meditation and using your imagination is the equivalent of. Of practicing for lucid dreaming, as lucid dreaming is practice for moving around in the underworld. Adios, florecita.
1: la flor.
0: It's always very difficult. So uh, the, the, um, the formula is simply one of practice. Once you know, you can plug in that one key. and you can use whatever senses of navigation you have. If you can hear your way around an environment, what's the way that you know anybody who's listening. Uh, at least has that capability. If you're, you're, um, playing this recording back, then it may be that you're reading oh. a, uh, hopefully somewhat improved transcription service of, um, Colin, which that's one of my favorite features of Colin is the transcription.
1: Yes, you, I like that part too.
0: Sorry. Hey, hey, you're my, uh, and my co-host, moderator, person, you, 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 uh, you have full. This is your show as much as it is mine. I'm so glad you're here. You know, because in um, in uh, two hours and 18 minutes, I'm gonna be on the Wisdom app doing my part to help celebrate the one-year anniversary of Wisdom.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry. Okay, yeah, cool. <laughs> I was up there and I was like
0: Dro- I'm gonna <laughs> drop a I link. got up
1: there. You say what?
0: I said I'm I'ma drop a link. A <laughs> wisdom, a wisdom <laughs> link.
1: Yeah. See I got on wisdom and I totally forgot that you had to work last night. I'm over there. <laughs> I'm in my call. And I'm waiting. And I'm like, oh my god. What time is it? Oh my god, he's at work. Damn it. <laughs> I had to put the slice of bread on.
0: <laughs> yeah, that whole work thing, you know.
1: Oh my god. I had to put the slice of bread on. Myself and I was like, oh my god.
0: <laughs> so I saved a link into here uh, for wisdom for the uh, one year anniversary. So, oh wait, why does it say callers limited? What the heck's going on there? I didn't do that.
1: I didn't do, I didn't do, that, do that either. That kind of I didn't
0: nonsense. touch a button. I no button on this time down there. Okay, there we go. <clears throat> yeah, that, I don't know what. That's so crazy.
1: Weird. I know one thing. Right. I'm, t-
0: I'm gonna share mm. this. I should have been paying attention. Anyhow, so that that's the basic lucid dreaming formula. Now, oh, it's four forty four on the East Coast. 444. So, 444. No, uh, that brings me to my next uh, point. Numerology is something that's fascinating to me. What do you think about numerology?
1: Kind of like it. I gave my whole name, um, a few, uh, some time, some time ago, and it came up to be a sixth. <laughs> Not sure. So what
0: when when did you do name a few days ago?
1: No, some time ago. It was like <clears throat> a long time ago. It was before I even started wisdom.
0: Okay. So. I don't know what it means. All right, though. So. Well, <laughs> well, what name? Did you use your public name, Sarah Del Valle?
1: No, I put Sarah Isabel Del Valle.
0: Sarah Isabel Del Valle. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, all right. Well, um, fantastic. You send me that as a message, and I will also work the alphanumerics on that, if you will. But of course, but of course. The- And I'll combine it with what we already know about your birth date. And we'll Mm -hmm. take it from there. (coughs) We'll do some some numeroscopes. And so, we're going to do a numeroscope with your and and my uh, birth date and month. So, what do you think? You want to do that or no? I'm down. She's down. And and I'm also gonna show how uh numerology, astrology, tarot, and other things like that are also can be forms of hypnosis. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. <laughs> so um and, and that's actually really simple to explain. But um so I guess I'm using this microphone for the wisdom a celebration as well because it's the best one it's always gives the you some Sound.
1: trippy yeah. on there with this microphone then you had to switch to another microphone <laughs> yeah, be mad.
0: So i'm gonna i'm gonna stay on this one this is the best one this is the most universal mic this is the so i gotta take care of these headphones really well
1: so...
0: so the uh so numerology is fantastic so you know, you. everyone has a personal year vibration, a personal month, and then a personal day, which, of course, changes day by day. So if we were to take uh, my birthday, September 17th, that's a 9 and a 17. And you can add 9 plus 17, and you'll get 26. And 2 plus 6 is 8. You could also add 9 plus 1, and get a 10, plus 7, will be 17, and 1 plus 7 is 8. So you'll always get 8 because of this handy commutative law of addition. But so, for my birthday, September 17th, you have 9, 17, which is 26, 2 plus 6 is 8. And then the, the most recent year, the last year you had your birthday. And that would be 2022 for me. And so, two, 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 um, that's a six. And so you add the eight plus six, and you have 14. And then one and four is five. So my personal year vibration is a numeral five vibration. And that goes from my year, my birthday, September 17th, until September 16th of 2023. And that's a general underlying vibration. The numeral five has this frequency of, of using, uh, words and, uh, communication and freedom and travel. All these are signified in the five numeral vibration. And then moving to the month. So you simply add uh, the year vibration and add that to the month. And so you have 5 plus 10 in this case because October is the 10th month and you have 15. Which naturally 1 plus 5 is 6. So this personal numeral uh, month vibration for me in October would be 6, which has the frequency and vibration of humanitarianism also sophistication being worldly wise is another term for it um there's other words that go with this uh unifying uh so it's bringing really bringing people together uh and so and and the numeral six has that vibration for a person for my personal uh frequency and how it impacts me. I will. I don't know. I have to think about that just a little bit more. But then we can come to the the day. And here, being that it's four fifty in the morning, we're already on you know, Friday, October seventh. Happy birthday, uh, Wisdom App. Right, so we're here, October seventh. And um, so seven plus six, right? And um, that's thirteen. And so we're back at a numeral four here. So my personal day is a numeral four, and um, and four is the numeral that signifies hard work, stability, and loyalty, amongst some other things. But I really like yeah
1: daily number. Say that again. would that be everybody's like daily number or main number
0: well everybody will add the seven but most people you know people there are nine different permutations of that so you know some people will be adding october the the seven and october 7th to um a different number than what we came up with with six because their original number might be a four or three or two or one or nine or eight or seven, right? So it could be any other number or six. It could be any other number than, than five. And from there, you have the eight other ones, the eight other permutations. So there's nine total. Um, so there's not a whole lot, but so not, but not everybody will have them, but it, it does keep things in a small pot though. It does say that people are really a lot more similar. Than different according to numerology. However, there are also the alphanumeric, the name frequency, so that adds another dimension. And, and there's so many other things too, just like in astrology. But I, I like to keep it simple with numerology. And so there you have it. That there's a really um, there's a there's a personal numeroscope I did for myself, a very oversimplified one, but to show how numerology works and what you can do with it. Um, You also have something called a life path number, which is calculated using not only your birth month and day again, but the year of your birth. And so you'll get a life path numeral anywhere from one through nine. And I I, I say numeral and I swap back and forth sometime with number, but numeral really is distinct from number in the fact that a numeral is the representation, it's a symbol for the actual number, the quantity of actual things that it's representing. So, uh, but that's just, uh, you know, some semantics that might matter to some people. Then that's why we call it numerology, because we're thinking about the vibration of the, the, uh, the symbols and how they are related to people, just like a social security number, if you would. This is a spiritual security in numerals, I don't know, right? So, and then, how, how do those things translate to hypnosis? That's Sarah, is that you skyrocketing all those thumbs up, Sarah? What, what's, uh... Maybe. Okay. So, what, what say you about uh, numerology there?
1: I think it's very, very interesting, and i like to learn more about it.
0: Well, interestingly enough, those numerals that I read uh, for myself are the same with you because you're also currently in a numeral five year energy, and so therefore a numeral six month, and therefore a number a numeral four day. So four five six is all around.
1: Um,
0: if you were paying attention, then you see that uh, there's all kinds of interesting energies going on. Uh, for the both of us today it is the energy of the four, the hard work, stability and loyalty. How's it going, Chris? What are you doing? Uh doing a talk with these folks here about uh about yourself and yourself. Lucid dreaming formula. So I don't know who's Oov here. And there's Sarah. Oh. In preparation for Yeah, oh, right? For the uh, but the the, the presentation I'll be doing later on uh, Wisdom. Take it over for a second there. Sarah, talk talk to us about numerology.
1: Okay. I don't know much about numerology, but I do know, I remember, I did my name a long time ago, and this was before I even, you know, heard about numerology in the first place kind of thing like I was you know just looking into things and it was was part of my research but it came out to be a six now I don't remember what the six means and I don't you know I took a um I jotted it down but I don't have my notebook so
0: I can help you out with the uh, well the six is is what our both of our uh, specific month is, and it has the, the qualities or the characteristics of um, humanitarianism, so reaching out to a lot of different people, um, bringing aid and relief and comfort to uh, people um, in divergent locations, um, uh, uniting people in different ways, um, helping people to foster cooperation. In communities, you know, developing communities and things like that. So that's what the numeral six has the qualities and characteristics of. It's this bringing this union, this, this sophistication, this, this, this comfortability with large groups. So it's really the, um, yeah, the unifier energy. And so, if that's what your name is that's what your destiny numeral is so people say okay once again interchangeably number so you have a life path numeral or life path number and you have a destiny numeral or destiny number uh and and if your if your destiny number or numeral is a six then it's that unifier energy and it it bodes well for so many different things because you know it includes uh sophistication part of sophistication is travel but it's also uh mental travel as in being well versed in reading a lot of books that are from different locations but also describe different environments so that's another thing just like how you're a huge fan of Edgar Allan Poe for example and as a matter of fact you are a uh A World Reading Club literary, certified literary expert. So, and, uh, Edgar Allan Poe is one of your specialties, yes? Yes. And, uh, would you, have you been transported to any different places through Poe's works? Would you say that? Or am I pushing too much? Am I, am I, am I forcing that idea into your brain?
1: No. I believe in, I believe in seeing myself in the, in the era that he was in when he was writing it. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. what, what's, uh, of Edgar Allan Poe's stories that you've read or even poems or anything like that so far, what, which ones, is there anyone that sticks out as, as having transported you like mentally, uh, to another place that you were able to imagine? You know, the the story in, in vivid, great detail? The
1: Cask of Amontillado.
0: Hmm. Okay. And, and what part... Cat. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about The Cask of Amontillado first. What part of that stuck out to you? Because I have a part of that story that's, that just plays itself over and over in my mind. And I'm just curious, you know, which mm-hmm. which There's scene that would be for you, because I'm curious if it's similar.
1: For me, it was at and the end gonna, when he was. And I'm him.
0: gonna say that again.
1: It was really for me, like at the um, near the ending of the middle and the end, when he was like they made it to the vault, and then he was leaving, leaving him behind, like yeah. So, so no, wait, wait, when, when you
0: part. say when he was leaving him behind? Which part are you talking about? Are you talking about like when he led him into the vault, or after he had finished his work? And Was leaving he, by himself. It's
1: basically like when he led him into the vault, right then, and then when he was uh, putting the um, putting the uh, closing up the vault and stuff as such.
0: Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I don't no, so much so, remember the leading into the the vault and the leaving the vault. The part that sticks out to me is simply that laying those bricks. Him, him, sealing up the wall. That's the part that sticks out to me. So it seems like yours goes a little bit wider of a, of a scope, and I'm all, I'm all freaked out by this whole, laying these bricks, this whole mason work that he's doing here. You know,
1: that, that, that
0: swiping on that c- cement and walling, brick by brick, putting up a wall you know, that, that's that's uh, yeah, it's pretty terrifying and the guy is all waking up as it's happening that's not cool that's not cool at all so Edgar Ground Poe can write some nightmarish shit and he's a mad genius okay, what about the black cat? And, and lighten, enlighten me with what about the black cat sticks out to you the most
1: oh um the second black cat when he realized that the black cat he was trying to find the black cat everywhere he kept hearing the cat but the cat was inside the wall <coughs> he was
0: inside the wall the entire time okay seems like you're seems like some, something going on with being inside walls let's explore that is that what your world
1: feels uh, like i used to sit in my closet all the time because it was my little space and so um yeah it was just i would be doing i would just be sitting there either drawing writing reading or talking on the phone or anything but it was like that space was Perfect. It was enough space for me to breathe still and not get claustrophobic. And it was a. Uh, I miss my closet. I don't. I really miss my
0: closet. <laughs> I just want it back. Um. You want it back?
1: While while in, while being in this this um place basically in this in this, George, in this area
0: <laughs> mm.
1: i just put my closet back because that's the only place i felt free
0: interesting well you know maybe one day you can uh, replicate it you can build one like some kind of stage that's just like that closet space for that you is. to you know have as have as like a meditation chamber somewhere, you know, I say indulge in your eccentricity sometimes, I don't think that's the worst thing you can do, yeah, and if that helped you before, you know, it's like, you know, Superman needs a yellow sun to be Superman, you need a closet, (laughs) you know, so it's like whatever, people will judge, you know, Yeah, yeah, yeah. I need to talk, you know, like twenty six hours out of a day. So, so the thing is we have the uh the formula for lucid dreaming plus numerology and how is that hypnotic? So what's really interesting is first I'm gonna set this up with with the impossible. And the impossible is this. Now, this is going to freak some people out, but I I use this as a a very powerful uh, example because it's just, um, it's incredible. So, Floor Elizabeth Carrasco and I uh, have the same life path number, which is five. And the interesting thing is that when when she passed away, when she was killed, it was like a completing of a cycle for her just like how i'm in a five year right now um, my five personal year uh, she was on a five personal day for her so it was like she completed a cycle from being born on her five personal day and her five personal year right and then uh, and then um, that was the day that she died was her five personal day but for me, it was a nine numeral day, which one of the numeral nine strongest characteristics is completion, which sometimes can, can, as it's, as it's written, portend a death. But in this case, it was a very final. It was the last day that I talked to her, the last time that I heard her voice, the last time that I said, I love you, and It was final. It was that numeral nine day. It was her completion of the cycle. And it was uh, uh, her going from five to five and a a nine for me. And which was a completion. And I didn't know this until, you know, sometime later, a year or a little while later, when when I was coming to my senses a little bit reeling from whatever I was feeling to be able to do the numbers in retrospect just to check i wanted to see what was going on and, and i saw that and, and so things like that are impossible you know like why would that match up so well i mean yeah there's there are only nine numerals to choose from but but there are other things that if you look deeply at the characteristics of the numbers and everything that goes on there's there's a lot more there um, but that's the impossible and i call it the impossible because it has to do with metaphysics and divination tools and people don't believe in such things as astrology, right? I don't particularly like wielding astrology that much, but I find it interesting. And I find it also interesting that a lot of times the astrological signs for some people line up very clearly with their numerology and also the Chinese zodiac. I mean, at least it does for me. So, uh, so, but these can be hypnotic. So now, here's the here's the possible, right? So we know about people being swayed. We know about um, mass hypnosis. We know about uh, the madness of crowds and things like this. And so, we uh, even I use it in something called social proof formula. And so, the idea here is that when people do you know play with numerology and they we and it it goes for anything anything divination astrology numerology tarot cards anything that that divines anything that we say is a divination tool that's it that claims to have some foretelling or to lay out a situation what i've actually discovered is is that the way that we touch And shuffle the cards or, or, or move around the rune, rune stones or, or, uh, in in those cases, it's our subconscious mind telling us based on our experience. And with numerology and astrology, well, that's a different case. I wrote a whole thing about geophysics on that and the proximity to the sun and circadian rhythms and, and what have you. But, um, there's, and, you know, I never even included anything about photosynthesis or the metabolic processes in the human body that are be- basically reversals of each other, which would have fit well into that that paper. But getting back onto the uh, numerology or any divination revelations of those being hypnotic because people uh, pay attention to these things and, and ex- have these expectations. And so then are looking for signs for these things to happen and... Thereby, because of our co-creative, the co-creative qualities of our thoughts, we sometimes can draw those things in because of our belief in what these divination tools have re- apparently revealed to us. Because they seem so accurate in so many other spaces. Which is, which is the hypnotic power of it to me. The, the thing that, that really got me is, is how accurate the readings from numerology have been and you know especially surrounding the numeral eight which which uh, indicates power money and fame and experiments that i've done with that so there are some remarkable things that come from numerology, but i believe that also um, by divining of any kind you can set up a an expectation which is Uh, in itself can be very self-hypnotic and can be used as a she, an S-H-E, a self-hypnosis exercise is practicing numerology. And so by continually, especially with me, I I focus on the positive um, aspects of numerology and not the other other sides. Because, you know, like astrology and all these divination and and tarot, they can say, oh, watch out for this and watch out for that, right? And have all that. I, I just... I don't do all that stuff in numerology. I'm so simple, I, I've only taken, and I barely recall, you know, the, the productive progressive aspects of it. So let alone to try to even figure out, remember, you know, the the cautions that go with the characteristics of the numerals. I haven't, you know, I'm like still, I'm still 101 numerology and, and I found this book, you know, Numerology for Beginners by Jerry Bauer back in 2006. That's how long I've been wielding this information from that book. That's 16 years ago. It was the same year that I graduated from the Hypnosis Motivation Institute. So that's interesting that I'm talking about hypnosis and being hypnotic now as well. I didn't realize that until I looked back at when I got that book. There were some significant events. That's why I know it was in 2006. And I know it was in probably around... uh... No, wait a minute. Hold on. Please hold, Uh, brain, nope, yeah, I'm wrong, see, look at that, I'm looking again, it was 2005, 2005, it was around March of 2005, yeah, so around March of 2005, March, April, May, um, I'm not exactly sure, but it is definitely in that period of time, um, but I know that there was a significant event in, in March for sure. Uh, that is why I mark it. So if I'm going to go with anything for certain, I would say it was in March. Um, but I also remember some other things going on in May um, because they were still dealing with with someone at that time. And I just remember May being part of that there was there wasn't a there wasn't a clean separation so there was there was disturbance in that flow for a while for yeah even even past and into the next year she was giving me crap so uh yeah that could be in the next year because yep yep anyway whole foods markets people you run into there all right so numerology divination tools the suggestions that they provide uh, can be very hypnotic because when we get take suggestions suggestions are options Uh, and what I mean by that suggestions give us options for how to behave and think in the future so and and, and, you know and, and we have less options when we don't have the, that information, that suggestions may give us. And so that's what makes them so interesting is that they give us additional options, suggestions that we may not have been thinking about before. You know, we may know certain things, but uh, suggestions are, are fantastic tools uh, for the human condition to guide us, to guide ourselves. You know, people know yourself and, so, uh, Sarah, um, oh, I already covered Prana because that's breathing exercise, but I haven't even gotten to Capoeira and I guess I may not. What do you think, Sarah? Um, perhaps she's in an environment where she cannot speak. What I'm going to do is I'm going to eat like a, like a, granola bar or something like that. Hold on. I'm having some some hypoglycemic feelings right now that low blood sugar you know and i would always, only have to do a couple more things and i could have like a magic ritual um you know the red hot chili peppers uh, they gave us the ritual it's called um blood sugar sex magic and uh you can manipulate your blood sugar and work with uh, the release of oxytocin and dopamine. Uh, you can create some pretty powerful influence, or you can open some, some interesting doors, that's for sure. So I don't know if I'm in for opening any more of those doors. I've done enough of that. So, uh, he says, uh, whoa, we got some stuff here. I'm still listening. I'm finding charger outlet. Everyone is still sleeping. I'm coming back in just a moment. Do it. Uh, speak the truth. All right, Izzy. So, oh man. So, my bones, uh, Uh, this thing called Capoeira and I just can't get it out and I don't want to either it's just dance it's just martial art it's a game and I've been playing with it since at least 1993 yep and it's been something that I cherish and I will be very upset the day that I'm not able to play Capoeira anymore because you know we, we, we get older. I may find a different version of capoeira. I've already been changing the way that I play and also expanding my definition of what capoeira is to be able to play in different arenas. So not just the physical ones, but I've long considered capoeira to be more than just a physical and I, and I say just uh, without disrespect. I respect it. I respect the physical, the material, as much as the spiritual, the ephemeral, the mental, the psychological. It didn't, wasn't always like that. But there's a lot more to that deceptive discourse. It, what, what's interesting is that it's deceptive discourse. But it's friendly and it's deception because it's a game. But it's a game that's to be practicing self-defense and a martial art at that. You know, so a dance, a fight, a game is capoeira. Dance, a fight, a game is capoeira. And it uh, lends itself a lot of really interesting interpretations you know i've interpreted uh, capoeira in a very specific way myself and from that i've created capa guerra which is uh, k-a-p-p-a-g-u-e-r-r-a as opposed to the traditional spelling of the martial art itself i did it intentionally to rhyme and confuse and also to just stick out as my own it's my own cult, it's my own brand, it's my own uh distinction, my own perversion of capoeira, some might say. My own my own martial art my own seeking to be the highest guru grandmaster.com that I could possibly be. And yeah, I gotta build that website. It has to be ridiculous. Also just ain't right. But, you know, the future will, will help me to build that. I've got so many of those online projects that are just, uh, open-ended, you know. I'm waiting to have something added to them. And so part of this, this, uh, this legacy is gonna be, uh, another website. But I've really gotta, Carve out a few monuments. I wanna mint a few coins is actually what I really want to do. Gotta mint some coins. With the likeness of a family. You know? Whoa. Coming back into the room all noisy. Uh you know, knock first. So, what's going on? No, oh, no. Yeah, how you doing over there? You're you're good. Okay, that's cool. I'm glad you're good. Come back in when you when you can. Take your time. You know, I'm over here talking to the the universe and oh, so uh, I don't know. How are you? I'm I'm good. I'm good. I feel like something must have chewed up my back or something. I don't know. I've all of a sudden, started. Oh, well. So, I was just, uh, you know, talking about the deceptive discourse of the game, uh, the dance to fight in the game of capoeira, and how I think it provides a really rich a uh, variety of interplay and discourse because of its improvisational nature and uh it's it's been a pretty amazing you know sport for me to to use in my continued physical fitness my my well-being Have you ever practiced any martial arts, Sarah?
1: I've tried martial arts, like, the, uh hi-yah, hi-ya.
0: <laughs> So is that a yes or a no, have you practiced martial arts?
1: Yes, until I twisted my ankle.
0: I believe you've, you've told me this before, um, you
1: know.
0: <laughs> uh, I wish I
1: uh, I had
0: every single detail pinned to my uh, memory at all times for easy access. Mm. So you twisted your ankle and that was it, huh? You just uh, said, no more.
1: Yeah, and then I found out that they stopped uh, doing it for a while. Um, the COVID hit,
0: so everything was just. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that was uh, a big hit on everybody. I took a big hit. 2019 was a a really interesting year for me. I, uh, I, yeah, 2000, 2019, month of October, crazy stuff. Crazy stuff. Speaking of crazy, in the month of October, October 24th, 2022, we're going to do a room here on Colin, um, for the book Joy in Plain Sight for the author Katia Davidova. And cool thing about that, we did an interview with her on Clubhouse, didn't we? Yes, so we did that. Sorry, you are whispering sorry. a lot. No one's gonna hear anything you're saying, I'm but that's so fine.
1: I'm so sorry. Can you hear me?
0: <laughs> Actually, no, it's fine. People can hear you just fine. My, my headphone is, uh, recording really low because I have my microphone on. Uh, go ahead and say something like, Scooby Dooby Doo. Yeah, see, when I, when I mute my microphone, I hear it so much more clear and loud.
1: Should
0: I mute? Should I mute mine? No, not at all. Of course not. I I, I want to hear you speaking. I mean, do you have a tail to 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 spin?
1: To Poe over.
0: Wow, you bought Poe into it. Or we can just jump over yeah. to Wisdom and see who's on. Yeah. There's a schedule. Um, and we can see who's on right now. I mean, it's, uh, I'm let's down. see what time it is. It's, uh, 524. So somebody started something at five o'clock, I'm guessing. And they're probably about right about their, their halftime and about to switch over to some 12. their part two. Huh?
1: Since 12.
0: <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I know we are doing it all day. I'm My spot is from seven to eight in the morning. Oh, oh my god. So, um, so, uh, do you, um, what else do we have to cover? I, I mean, I didn't really get that much into capoeira, but it's really not that necessary. It's, I just love dancing, you know, capoeira. I love using it, uh, to play. And, uh, it will be pretty nifty the way I use it for fitness and self-defense.
1: It's like a a dance in, uh, what is it called? Dance in martial arts, you know? Right? That's how you hmm. describe it, right? I don't
0: know. Yeah, it's a martial art um, that blends a a dance and a game. Well, we're gonna be practicing. At some point in time, I'm if you want to, down. it's one of the things I love to share. Oh, no.
1: I'm down. <laughs> cool. I'm totally down.
0: All right. Well, I'm I'm feeling the uh the transportation into another another uh mm-hmm. metaverse space. So I'm gonna go okay. check out through uh. The Wisdom. What do you say? What do you say, my friend?
1: Yes, 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 yes.
0: All right, so... Uh, wait, who's text messaging me? Yeah, I'm stuck here. But I'll forever be a shelter man. Uh, what? Okay. So... All right. So um I uh I think that's done. Thank thank you all for joining us. And Edro, Edro Edro the drone Edro Miak. Uh and um and Sarah, uh, you're so wonderful. I appreciate you so much for um
1: I appreciate it. For joining you. me over here and
0: calling, mm-hmm. which we've been needing to do. So.
1: Yes. Um, it, a minute to come
0: back. it was a super minute. A super, super time. Um, a super
1: hey, meeting.
0: To the super meeting.
1: Cool.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> It's going to be really cool.
1: It's going to be really cool, guys. You guys ready?
0: (laughs) Yeah. All right. Let's do it. Later.